got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Oh, I'm sorry. I was... Yeah, I was buying my $30 worth of Bitcoin because we just had the biggest news story in the history of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. You already know what it is. El Salvador is going online today because the nation that translates into English as the savior has officially adopted Bitcoin as their national legal tender alongside the U.S. dollar. You're now going to be able to use Bitcoin at any merchant in the nation, and you're also going to be able to pay your taxes in Bitcoin because Bitcoin has just made history. I kid you not, this is the biggest fundamental development in the history of Bitcoin. The only thing that you could argue is bigger than this is the creation of Bitcoin itself. And we're going to talk about this, its implications, and what the rest of Latin, Central, and South America are doing following El Salvador's formal adoption of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Guys, we've got a great show lined up for you today. I cannot wait. Smash that like button. I am joined, as always, by T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? T.A. Tam, hello. I got it. In my lower third, fixed? That's what I was trying to tell you before the stream. So my computer actually didn't work this morning. I was doing it this morning before you picked Excuses. me up. And Jeb, Excuses. let me finish what I'm saying before you cut me off. <laughs> my like every time I open Premiere, it crash. So someday I'll be fixed. One day. Excuses. So I'm not but gonna I, run it this time. I don't even know if people can see uh, that I have right there. This is proof. Thirty dollars. Preview buy. Oh, it's preview buy. Oh, Tam, you. I, liar. I got it now. Point zero 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 five four six two seven Bitcoin. Buy now. I actually, Boom. I actually bought my Bitcoin before the stream. Yeah, but I did it live, so watch it's this, dealer. watch this. Someone called. What introduce up? me, introduce me. I am also joined as always by Smay. How you doing, Smay? Hello, guys. Look, I'm to find myself. Look at this. Look at this. What the freak? Boom, boom, bought. Smay, your ladder is getting taller. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. Boom. Well, guys, really? I just bought thirty dollars worth of Bitcoin, and Boom. now I'm not going to be eating for the we next week. We are on week. the hashtag Bitcoin Day train. I want to see a ton of hashtag Bitcoin days in chat because today is hashtag Bitcoin Day. This is going to go down in the history textbooks. I kid you not. Your kids are going to be learning about this and God knows what else in ten years when they are in school. This is a big day for the adoption of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Jump to my screen really quickly. I bought my Bitcoin earlier, but I didn't buy thirty dollars worth of Bitcoin. I bought $300 worth of Bitcoin for all of the people out there that unfortunately are not in a position to just drop 30 bucks. I've been there. I've done that. The first six months I was in cryptocurrency, the most I ever bought at a time was $25. I bought $300 worth of Bitcoin because somebody said I didn't and said, let's see the receipt. So Those here's the receipt. Nice you can see it right there. Boom. What's that? Those are some nice phalanges. Ooh. Some nice what now? Phalanges, dude. Is that an English word? Yeah, phalanges, dude. What That's what that your word? fingers are called. Yeah. What does that even mean? That mean? That's fingers, dude. Fingers. Phalanges? Yeah. Phalanges, dude. Those are indeed some nice fingers. Anyway, we have a lot to cover in today's video, and we have to talk about El Salvador. So let's jump back to full screen really quickly. Guys, even before we do, I just want to kind of get a pulse on what chat is feeling. How are you guys feeling today about El Salvador? I know you guys are very, very excited. Let's read a couple of chats here really quickly just before we begin, Tim. I know we already have two super chats, so we can read those. Uh, Brandon Johnston said, Ascending trading channel almost for a month now. Do you think the coming Golden Cross will signal retail bulls to come out and push us up? Uh, yeah, we will be talking about that here in just a second. Um, 
Rain, Rhino Mar? Oh, yeah, it's not so easy, is it? It's, it's not so easy. That's Reno, dude. Reno? It's Reno Mare, dude. It's Reno Mare. There's a Y in between an it's R Rhino. and an N. It's Rhino Mare. Rhino. I'm Rhino calling Mare. Reno Mare. Shout out Rhino. from North Dakota. How beneficial would Lux Algo be in a bear market for a noob trader who does not trade on leverage? Good idea not trading on leverage if you're a noob. I love our noobs out there. That's the whole point of our channel is to educate the noobs into profitable and successful investors in cryptocurrency when you are not very experienced in cryptocurrency you want to make sure you're not using leverage but you already know that Lux Algo will be very beneficial in any market because Lux Algo helps you to understand when a good time to buy and sell is. It is something that you should use in conjunction with other technical indicators, not instead of them. But with all of that said, let's jump straight into our stories here because we have a lot to cover today. Bitcoin now legal tender in El Salvador, marking world's first. In a show of support, crypto components or crypto proponents are buying $30 worth of Bitcoin to commemorate the occasion, colloquially known as hashtag Bitcoin Day. I want to see it in chat and on Twitter. Bitcoin is now officially legal tender in El Salvador three months after the Bitcoin law passed the country's legislation. While the move marks a world first, President uh, El Salvador's President Nayib Bukele said in a tweet Bitcoin, that the Bitcoin process in the country comes with a learning curve. We must break paradigms of the past, Bukele said. El Salvador has the right to move towards the first world. They passed this law on June 9th by supermajority with 62 members voting in favor, 19 voting in opposition, and three abstained. This will be the first nation in the world to adopt Bitcoin as its formal legal tender. And Tim, one of the things that we've been seeing happen a lot lately are a ton of different stories about protests going on in El Salvador, but we've seen a a lot of the people in our comments say that those are fake protests. Now, something that we have to keep in mind is that the people that are in our chat are obviously going to have a bias towards cryptocurrency in the same way that we do. Yeah. I'm not on the ground in El Salvador. I don't know what's going on, but it seems to me that the officials in the parliament or the Congress down there, the legislature down there, are very much in favor of this. And it seems like the majority of the people that we've heard from and talked to are very much in favor of this. And finally, Bitcoin is not being forced upon the people of El Salvador, you can still use the U.S. dollar in El Salvador. Merchants and the government just have to accept it. So what do you think about all the FUD that's been surrounding this? Uh, I mean, absolutely. So building off of what you said, what we've seen in comments, what we've seen, this is actually really cool having the camera angle like right below your face. I know, you can actually look look right at at me and at the camera. Uh, What we see is not only, I, I think I've seen accusations that there are people that are outside of the country that come in are being paid to protest. And as well, they're paying people because that study we were talking about yesterday said that uh, it was like, I can't remember the exact number. It was a high number saying that this many amount of people in El Salvador do not want this law to pass, but then went on to say, well, at the same time, a high percentage of those people didn't actually really know what Bitcoin was and how to utilize it. So what I've seen people saying is that what they're doing is taking some of the people who have no idea what they're doing. They're paying them like 10 bucks just to join the parade. and and, yeah. and so it's like even the people in El Salvador who don't like it, they don't know why they don't like it other than, well, I now have $10 in my pocket saying I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, so I am not in El Salvador. There's always multiple sides of the story. But mm-hmm. I'm inclined to believe that this is nothing more than massive FUD and massive like big, 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 big institutions who are very against Bitcoin overall and its success especially those in favor of seeing successful U.S. dollar. I think they're the ones behind this whole push. I will say, and I know we talked about this before the show, Jeb. Yep. I do not want to whitewash and take away any injustices that have ever happened in El Salvador through the current government. Absolutely. I am sure it is not a perfect government. I think we've even seen signs that it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Here is what is really cool about Bitcoin, is that even if this bill is being put in 
for an evil reason. Even if this uh, president is corrupt and he's trying to control the people, he's doing the wrong thing. He's letting a genie out of a bottle that he will not be able to put back in. He's doing the wrong thing for himself. For himself. When I, and I'm saying like, if he thinks he's going to gain more power by using Bitcoin for legal tender for his people, he is completely, completely wrong. And this is what Frederick Hayek said. And I've read that quote several times where he talks about mm -hmm. to get the power back from the government, from this one entity, we have to find a way to summon in some sly way, sneak past them and institute something that is irreversible that will take their power away. And that's exactly what Bitcoin is. So whether he has good intentions or bad intentions, in this case, the end result is amazing for the freedom of his people. Yeah, absolutely. Because right now the El Salvadorans are using the U.S. dollar or up until today, the, everyone in El Salvador is using the U.S. dollar as their currency. And now they have the option to use Bitcoin. Why is it a problem that they are using the U.S. dollar? Because the U.S. dollar has undergone massive inflation in the last 18 months and has lost nearly 30% of its value. We don't see that as much here in the United States because we're sheltered by all the debt that's being incurred for on the on the federal level and all of the stimulus that's being put into the economy. But that isn't happening to El Salvador. Salvador. They're just seeing the amount of uh, the amount of U.S. dollars in circulation skyrocket, meaning that the value of their currency is going down, which hurts their nation because they don't have sovereignty over their own currency and they can't have any faith in it. That's why Bitcoin in El Salvador is such a big deal. So, yes, we do want to address here that everything that the current uh, government in El Salvador has ever done is not all that good. I'm not even going to weigh in on that and get into El Salvador and politics because I am not from El Salvador. It's not my place to do that. But what I can tell you is this. We're aware that everything's not perfect down there. We're not condoning every single thing the El Salvadoran government has ever done. I just think that them adopting Bitcoin is one of the best things that you could possibly do for the nation. And by the way, we're going to be doing some Bitcoin and Cardano technical analysis a little bit later on in the stream. We've got to get through this story first, though. So make sure you smash that like button. And I want to see hashtag Bitcoin day in the chat. I'm really, really excited for this. Moving right along here, there is another piece of this story, and that is that El Salvador has just bought 400 Bitcoin ahead of making it a legal currency. Pause. 400 total? 400. El Salvador, they're going to buy more. Okay. They're going to buy more. They're going to buy 120 million. They bought 10 million so far. Mm. But the interesting thing about this is an entire nation is adopting Bitcoin. And how much did they buy? $10 million. That's not because El Salvador is like skimping out. That's not, that's not the point here. The point here is Bitcoin is worth so much that when an entire sovereign nation decides to get in on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, 10 mil, uh, uh, 400 Bitcoin is a lot to them. Let's read on. El Salvador bought its first uh, first 400 bitcoins on Monday and President Nayib Bukele pledged to buy a lot more ahead of adopting cryptocurrency's legal tender. El Salvador will become the currency on Tuesday. This is obviously the biggest story that we've seen since uh, since 20 uh, 2008 when it was actually created in January 3rd 2009 when it was first mined. 200 Bitcoins had a market value of about $10 million last night, so they've bought about $20 million worth of it. And then they are also going to be buying up to $120 million, and they are also going to be loading thing, uh, Bitcoin wallets called Shiva, which, if I'm, uh, if my sources are correct, means cool in Spanish. So they have a wallet named Cool, so that people will hopefully buy it. That's the government trying to get you in on a new social program, so it's got to be marketed and branded really well. I can't really talk because of everything that we do, but nevertheless, what we can can see is that they're going to be giving out $30 wallets to people with Bitcoin on them, and they are now buying Bitcoin. One of the things that is interesting to me 
is the fact that they're just doing this right now. I would have thought that they would have bought the Bitcoin a while back, but they're actually just buying the Bitcoin right now. They're going to be buying $120 million worth. So far, they've only bought about 10 to $20 million worth. But the thing that's really interesting here to me is the fact that the entire nation of El Salvador is looking at buying somewhere on the order of the low thousands of Bitcoin. An entire nation. Like, that... Am I crazy, Tim? Like, isn't that nuts that an entire country is going to be adopting a, 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 a new currency as their sovereign national currency, and they're only going to buy a thousand of them? That's how valuable and scarce Bitcoin is. Like, am I? That, that's that's insane to me. That's incredible. That I know people with 400 Bitcoin. Like, that's not that much Bitcoin, to be quite honest with you. That's really, really cool, and it speaks to the scarcity of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and why we should be invested in them. So, on my final point here, before we move on and talk a little bit about South and Central America. Adoption of Bitcoin is this. Why does this matter? You've probably heard me say this several times, but I want to wrap this all up together and make it apparent for anyone who might just be tuning in, or maybe you've been living under a rock and you're just now hearing about this, or maybe you're newer to cryptocurrency and you've only been here for another for a month or two and you didn't know this was going on. Here's why this matters. El Salvador adopting Bitcoin is going to automatically bring online between one and eight million new users. The population of El Salvador, if I remember correctly, is around 8.6 million. When El Salvador adopts Bitcoin, that entire nation is going to fast track its complete and total adoption of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, which is going to bring online at least a million users of Bitcoin pretty much overnight. The reason that that matters is because those people transacting on the Bitcoin network is going to increase the amount of transactions that Bitcoin processes, which is going to lead to an increasing in value of Bitcoin because the more transactions that occur on Bitcoin, well, the more valuable it is because those people that are using the transactions are also holding on to some of the Bitcoin, but also because the more transactions happen on Bitcoin, the more miners have to get involved. And the more miners have to get involved, the more money the miners make, which means that the mining industry grows exponentially, which means that the hash rate on Bitcoin goes up. And we know based on on-chain and fundamental metrics that when the hash rate on Bitcoin goes up, that Bitcoin's price action normally follows. We see that the hash rate graph looks a lot like the Bitcoin price action chart in the last 12 months. So El Salvador adopting Bitcoin is going to have major fundamental and technical implications on the price. It's going to cause a major increase in the price. And in the same way that when a bunch of people have a run on the banks, and all the money runs out of the banks, all of a sudden the money that is in the banks is a lot more valuable because of how scarce it is. We're going to see the same thing happen on Bitcoin. It's going to become more scarce because more people are using it. More of it's going to be taken out of circulation. The stock to flow ratio will effectively increase and Bitcoin will become more valuable for that reason. But now what we need to figure out is what are the surrounding nations of El Salvador going to be doing in response to this? I'm really curious to see what the next steps are. I'm always this kind of person where I hit a goal, I hit a milestone, and I spend five minutes saying, oh yeah, that was cool, what's next? I've always been a what's next kind of guy. So now that El Salvador is doing this, we're gonna keep you guys up to date on this, but I wanna know what happens next. So Tim, I have a question for you, and I have a couple articles to back up what we're saying here. Will the first few weeks of this adoption go smoothly? That's the first part of the question. And if so, could we see other Central and South American nations follow El Salvador's lead in the coming months and years, like Panama, where we're seeing certain bills introduced, or Brazil? I, you know, when you say smoothly, I don't know. You know, we're, we're now shifting from there's not a single dollar in the entire world that is sound and hard that incentivizes people to save. So we're going from a ridiculously weak money to ridiculously strong money. How will people handle it? How will people transact it? As we said earlier, the level of education. I know there's programs happening right now in El Salvador to teach people, but yet 
I'm sure that they're behind. They still have a lot of work to do there. So I don't know if the first few weeks are going to be smooth because rarely, if ever, do we see something this monumentally massive news transition smoothly, right? So I think that there will be some learning curves. There will be some bumps in the road. I think that some people are not going to fully understand the importance and significance of Bitcoin, and they're going to probably spend it a little bit too liberally the way that we do with the current money structure as it is. But it's something that you it will catch on. It will improve. People will see the significance as they become more educated and they learn more and more about why their economics have suffered for this long and what Bitcoin is supposed to do. That's when I think we'll see better adoption. I do think we've already seen the first couple of steps of other countries following suit uh, happening mm-hmm. already. So when you ask the question, are we going to see other countries do that? Well, the answer is we already are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone is ready yet to go as far as El Salvador and make it legal tender in terms of we're going to try to incentivize this being the top dollar of the country. But we've seen other countries. I can't remember all the names of the countries, but like I think there's a different one. Is it Paraguay? That is Paraguay. Yeah. Is Paraguay, uh, they're offering it as a alternative to the current money situation. So they're not going to push it as the number one currency, but they are going to allow people to spend it on taxes. They're going to allow people to spend it in stores. They're going to incentivize people using it all over the place. And it's only a matter of time. And with that time is months, years, centuries before, which I don't think it's be centuries. I think it's either months or years before it becomes the currency just like in El Salvador. And I don't think it's long. I think there's other countries in Africa like Nigeria who have also been flirting with the concept of allowing it to become legal tender. The question is when, I don't have the answer to that question. Yeah, no, I think it's going to take time, but I think El Salvador is going to set a very important precedent. And it reminds me of a of a, uh, of a saying, I almost said a quote, but I don't remember verbatim, that an entrepreneur told me one time, don't learn, then start start then learn and what he meant by that was when you're trying to start a youtube channel like i did or when you're trying to start a shopify store like i have uh when you're trying to start a training business like tim has don't get so caught up in the paralysis of analysis that you try and make sure the launch of the thing goes perfect just get the thing built and then iterate on it don't get so caught up trying to make sure that the beginning is perfect just get started and that's what i'm so excited about here in el salvador is not that it's going to go perfectly i fully expect that the first three six months maybe even 12 months are going to see a lot of hiccups i'm sure that's going to happen why because that's how human nature works it doesn't happen where you see technology become adopted and there's no speed bumps. You know, everybody up until like, not everybody, but some people up until like five years ago, and some people still think this, thought that smartphones could give you cancer because there's like radio signals right here. That there are so many different things that can go wrong with public opinion, with the technology itself. When new technology comes out, that doesn't mean the technology is not good and it doesn't mean it won't be adopted. What it does mean is that The first airplanes were not as safe as the current ones. What it does mean is that trains were not as fast as the current ones, and they didn't run as efficiently as the current trains do. Technology takes a while to get fully integrated, and I don't think we should expect perfection out of El Salvador, but I think we should be expecting a lot of progress out of El Salvador, and that's what I'm going to be looking for. I'm not going to be looking for perfection, but I am going to be looking for growth, and I think that's exactly what we're going to see. With that said, I do want to talk a little bit about Panama because Panama has a Uh, crypto law potentially going through its legislature, which is pretty interesting. And there's been a bit of pushback on it, but I want to kind of push back on that pushback. Congressman Gabriel Silva presented a crypto law project, even though uh, Silva's profile picture has laser eyes, which is a good sign. The congressman doesn't even mention Bitcoin in the video where he announces his accomplishment. What is his accomplishment? Well, it is quoted down here. 
The bill is quite simple. Firstly, it seeks to give certainty and legal security to crypto assets such as cryptocurrencies in Panama. The second thing the project seeks to attract companies, attract investments, and help foster entrepreneurship in Panama that focuses on the digital economy. This is positive because it helps promote and create jobs. And the third thing it seeks is to expand the amount of financial services offered in Panama in order to ensure better prices for everyone. What does the crypto project law say? Well, there's one quote down here that a lot of people are concerned about. The taxpayer will undergo capital gains treatment and consequently will calculate the income tax on the profits obtained at a fixed uh, fixed rate of 10%. Uh, the executive branch will regulate this matter. So there is a bill more than likely going to be going through Panama relatively soon that's going to expedite, uh, expedite and um, clarify, expedite, it's expedite. expedite <laughs> and clarify. You try doing this job, Smay. I see how it expedite. is. You always I did and it, it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard job. Yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, expedite the process of cryptocurrency adoption and smooth out um, just how you completely derailed my train of thought. Let's put that back on the tracks. Uh, expedite and clarify the process of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies being regulated in the nation. This is a big step forward for Panama because it is going to help provide a regulatory foundation and framework for um, for digital assets in the nation. But there is some pushback on this law. Some people are very concerned about uh, the fact that there's going to be a fixed capital gains tax rate on this. To be fair, guys, the capital gains tax rate in America above $480,000 in annual income is 20%. The capital gains tax rate is 0% from 0 to $89,000. And then $90,000 to $486,000, those aren't exact numbers, is uh, about... 10 to 15%. So I don't think this is a problem. I think it makes a lot of sense that there's going to be capital gains treatment on crypto assets. But the point is here, Panama looks to be moving in the direction of some increased regulatory clarity on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, which will naturally lead to more adoption on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So maybe Panama could be one of the next nations that we see adopting Bitcoin. Perhaps we don't know that yet, but we will keep an eye on it. Let's go ahead and read chat for a second before we I, move on. To I was going to say, so, you know, some people we, I've seen a couple people complaining in chat. Not everyone. This isn't a massively overblown, but there are some people I saw one comment saying, why do YouTubers never talk about what's happening currently? They only talk about what they pre-planned. It's because this is a show and yeah. to have structure, you have to plan a show. But you know what? Just because you're asking for it, Jeb. A lot of people are asking the question, and I'm. this isn't my question. This is the question I've seen in chat. Why is Bitcoin dumping right now? Why is Bitcoin dumping right now? Well, let's take a look at Bitcoin really quickly. Uh, actually, we'll take a look at it briefly, but yeah. the second part of this show is going to be Bitcoin technical analysis. Yeah, it, it, it's just I, I find it humorous that so Bitcoin literally five, six days ago, if we had been sitting at 50,000 even, mm -hmm. we would have just had a great couple of days. Yes. And now we're saying it's dumping sitting at 50,700. Yeah. So here's the thing, guys. Bitcoin right now, because I know you guys are interested in this, and I'll cut to the chase a little bit here. We are going to go into more detail on Bitcoin technical analysis here in a little bit. Uh, Bitcoin has a very important level of resistance, a zone of resistance, I should say, that is sitting between the two Fibonacci levels of 61.8 and 65%. 65% is not technically a Fibonacci level, but it has shown itself in past to be very, very important because Bitcoin will typically rally a little bit beyond 61.8. Nevertheless, what we're looking at here is there is a zone right here. You can see it between 61.8 and 65%. It's between uh, 51,500 and 52,700. That zone of resistance is very powerful. And overnight, Bitcoin rallied all the way up and tested this top level of resistance on 65%. By the way, just so you know, 
I drew this Fibonacci retra uh, uh, retracement two days ago. We hit this level perfectly. That is the power of technical analysis. We called this top, guys. We mm -hmm. said that Bitcoin was probably going to go to 52,000, 53,000, somewhere in there, and it's probably going to have a correction. That's what we're seeing happen. And the reason that we knew that was because of the technical analysis that we did. Now, I'm going to do a little bit more technical analysis, actually quite a bit more technical analysis later on in the show. I know you guys want to look at the charts, but we, of course, have to cover this story with El Salvador. So let's go ahead and read some chats really quickly, and then we'll get to that. Sweet. Cool. Uh, let's see what else is happening in chat. Uh, do you want to read super chats, or do you want to just kind of follow the? Let's, let's catch up with the super chats. Yeah. Okay. Let me got here. We have, we have one from the Crypto Badger. So this is back at. So I'm saying it's Rhino Mayor until I hear differently. Rhino Mayor. I'm from South Dakota. Been in crypto since 2017. Let's meet up, fella. So uh, Rhino, uh, read up Crypto Badger. Boom. Shout out. All right. Uh, Corey said, smash the likes, my friend. Smash them. So question, Jeb. I heard there was we a golden a cross. I heard there was a golden cross in the midst of happening for Bitcoin and wondering what your thoughts are on it. In the midst of what? In the midst of having? In the midst of happening. In the midst of so happening. So you think it's about to happen? Aha. Uh -huh, yes. Well, it is about to happen. And this is actually something that we were going to make the afternoon video on. So I'll talk about it a little bit, but I will go ahead and cover it briefly. Right now, what we're seeing happen is the 50 and the 200 simple moving averages are coming very close to each other. What does that mean? Well, simply it means that something called a golden cross is about to happen. The 50 daily simple moving average and the 200 daily simple moving average cross from time to time. And what we've seen very recently that's very encouraging is the fact that Bitcoin has bounced quite a bit off the 200 daily simple moving average. The 200 daily simple moving average is a powerful level of support because we like to stay above it during bull markets. It tends to be our level of support for that market. However, Whenever we see that the 50 is below the 200, that's called a bearish alignment of moving averages. You don't want to see that. Why? Because if the 50 is below the 200, then it means over the last 200 days in general, you've been in a downtrend, which, of course, over the last 200 days in general, we have been in a downtrend because 200 days ago, we were sitting at $65,000. We're sitting at 52 right now. So we're going to see these two cross relatively soon. Like I said, I'll go into more detail on that in this afternoon's video. Drop a one in chat if you'd like to see some Bitcoin TA this afternoon, because that's what we're going to be doing. Sweet. Uh, we got another one here from Kenneth Gardner saying, two days in a row, I actually get to watch Coffee and Crypto. Getting Let's ready go, to Kenneth. buy my $30 of Bitcoin today is a good day. Hit that like. LFG. What? Just, uh, Let's, freaking Let's freaking go. Let's freaking go. Let's freaking go. Let's freaking go, dude. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, we had a donation. Didn't say anything, but I, I wonder if the person just donated to get me to say the name. So I'm going to give it one take. <laughs> this is what it is. Even if I'm 100% wrong. La Perconeria. That was definitely that wrong. That sounded like the widest I, even pronunciation. Even as it came out of my mouth, I wanted to change it. But that's it. La Perconeria is donate a dollar just Pequenia? to hear Pequenia? the difficulty of the name. That's hilarious. Matt C. said, I hope you. I hope all of us in the U.S. had a great holiday weekend. Yes, I'm talking about you Bruins fans. For those of you who don't know, Bruins knocked off LSU. That was a great win. Uh, anyone who is looking for a good entry point in ADA, this may be your opportunity before smart contracts launch later this week. I agree. I think right now is a pretty 100%. solid buying opportunity on yeah. ADA. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Um, Roger Ad Adcock said, with so much volatility in our market, I strongly urge you to look into Govi Crypto Volatility Index created by Cody. Have a blessed day. Hmm. I will do that. Can we take a note of that? I will Can you take a note it, of that? I will turn it green. Turn it green. green notes mean go look. Uh, cool. Oh, fun. Johaldi Quadra. 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 
excuse me, my parents are from El Salvador and they are happy that Bitcoin is there. I'm going go. over this uh, this year over there to start a small phone store and teach people about Bitcoin. Come on. That's one of the biggest adoption stories that no one's talking about right now in El Salvador is that the number of people that are going to be learning about Bitcoin on an institutional level mm -hmm. because the government is teaching it. Like, look, I understand how weird that sounds. The government teaching Bitcoin not great. I agree. I'd rather that probably not be where the education is coming from. But nevertheless, there is a massive push for education going on in El Salvador, the likes of which we've never seen before. That's a pretty yeah. big deal. Uh, so Kelly just commented in. He said it's pretty darn current. So I think he's responding to people saying that yes. this is pre-planned. Yeah. Pretty darn current. I do the research currently for the show and mm -hmm. news stories gathered an hour and a half before the show. Also, people stop calling a price dump when it's a minuscule retracement. Thank you very much to Charismatic in chat, otherwise known as Kelly. He yes. has recently joined and is doing a lot of the research that we use to put the show together. I come in about an hour and a half before the show comes uh, on and I look at everything that he presented and I formulate and it and create a story it. out of and it. And he is absolutely killing it. Yeah. He, I mean, the stuff he's giving. Drop a heart in chat amazing. for charismatic yeah. real name. Kelly. For those of you who didn't know, I know we've talked about this before, but if you missed the last webinar, that's where we really got to meet Kelly, yep. charismatic. Yep. And he got, we had some technical difficulties. And if you were there, you know what we're talking about. Yep. Where Kelly got to just kind of talk for, I don't know, what was it, like three minutes, four yep. minutes. Carried the show. And was amazing. So yep. that's where our relationship started. Great guy. Pretty dope. Uh, Jared Burt said, if a business takes Bitcoin as payment, don't they run the chance of losing money as well, especially in the bear market? That's my confusion in taking it as pay. Yes, they do. But that's going to happen no matter what. And you also have to realize that that is occurring right now with the U.S. dollar. A lot of yeah. these a lot of these people that are taking Bitcoin, uh, the U.S. dollar in payment are losing value in the U.S. dollar, too. So that kind of goes both ways. At least with Bitcoin, you have a general expectation that in the long term, it's going to increase in value. The long term expectation on the U.S. dollar is that it's going to decrease in value. So mm -hmm. if you look at the short term, yeah, you might make the argument, OK, in the next month, Bitcoin's going to go down and the U.S. dollar is going to say stay, stay, stay stable. If you look at the long term, the U.S. dollar is consistently losing value. Bitcoin is consistently gaining value. So the business owners that take Bitcoin yeah. and then hold it for the long term in the way that we should be running our economy, which is investing in long term capital projects, not just spending money right now, but instead saving and investing in uh, newer technology, newer people growing our businesses. Those people, those entrepreneurs in El Salvador that take Bitcoin, hold on to it, store it the same way that we do as a company are going to be very glad they did. We're very glad that we did. We have cryptocurrency reserves and we're very, very happy about them because they've been continuously increasing in valuation and I think they will too. So yes, there is going to be a slight concern about operating expenses and yeah, we might see entrepreneurs in El Salvador cashing in, uh, cashing out of Bitcoin and using uh, U.S. dollars as they're operating um, in their operating account. So every business has something called an operating account. An operating account is where your uh, things that are called short-term liabilities come out of. So your payroll, your rent for your building, those short-term liabilities, you don't want them to be super volatile. But long-term things like savings accounts or investments accounts, that's where a lot of that Bitcoin is likely going to go. So it's a great also, question. Keep up to date on the price tags. Yes, and keep up to date on yeah, the price tags. The price tags are going to be moving like crazy. True. Sure. We had another donation that I think the person just wanted me to pronounce the name. <laughs> so I'm Let's pretty sure it, I had the first name right. It's the second one that throws me off. It's Vakishna. I no, Vakishna. That was I was saying Vakishna, but Thalian. Th 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 
Thialin. Thialin. I got you, Tom. Thank you. Thank you, Vakishna. Uh, Revived Woodwork said, many think that they have lost money during the dips, but unless they sell in the dip, they haven't lost anything. Hashtag buy more ADA. Hashtag Bitcoin day. God bless. Amen to that. Absolutely. Let's go. Uh, we're gonna let's put a pause right now. We'll move on and get some more super chats later. Cool. But I do think that people are asking in chat for us to go ahead and dive into our full uh, TA on Bitcoin. Yeah, absolutely. So we're actually gonna start briefly with a very short article here, and this has to do with institutional demand for Bitcoin, but it's gonna lead very easily into our Bitcoin analysis. This is a chart showing the weekly crypto asset inflows in U.S. millions per week of the year from institutions. So what we've seen happen is over the last uh, 14 weeks or so, we've seen that the amount of crypto assets have been flowing out of institutions. We have seen that institutions have not been taking in a lot of Bitcoin. They've not been looking to buy a lot of Bitcoin. However, notice this very last little spot right here. We've seen a net uptick in this, and that is because there was an influx of $98 million into crypto investment products per the data available as of September the 3rd. Coins like Ethereum, Solana, Cardano, Polkadot, and XRP all drew substantial inflows in the last week, whereas institutional investors poured $59 million into Bitcoin alone. So what we've seen happen, uh, institutional purchases of Bitcoin dried up over the last 14 weeks. They're starting to come back. This week, we have started to see a major resurgence in the institutions buying Bitcoin. Take a note of this. Right here, this is roughly around April, May of this year, is when we stopped seeing the institutions buy Bitcoin. Guess what was happening in that same time period? That's when this massive correction we went into started. Why? Because the institutions know kind of what they're doing, and a lot of them were buying up here at the top. Why do I say Kinda, because, well, a lot of them were buying at the top. Institutions sometimes are just as stupid as we can be here in the retail. And I say that lovingly because I am the chief of sinners on buying the top. I did that quite a bit when I was getting started in cryptocurrency. Nevertheless, and that's why I hodl so much now. Nevertheless, the institutional buyer looks to be coming back into the cryptocurrency market in a major way. So you might be wondering if the crypto market is going to see more institutional investors coming in and El Salvador is adopting Bitcoin and all these great things are happening, then why is there a daily candlestick on Bitcoin that is negative $2,200, that's negative 420%, 4.20%? Why is that occurring if Bitcoin is so incredibly bullish right now? Well, let me clue you in on something, and that is, that sounded very condescending. Let me inform you on something. Uh, that is that whenever there is news about a, well, anything in cryptocurrency, oftentimes it gets priced in, and people will buy that news when it first becomes news, but then once it actually happens, once it actually, in the common phrasing of this, is released, then, well people stop getting interested in it. And that's kind of what we've seen happen with El Salvador. I think what we've seen is that over the last two months, everybody's been very bullish on Bitcoin, anticipating El Salvador to fully adopt Bitcoin, thinking that there were going to be fireworks and champagne bottles and a yacht party whenever it occurred. But that's not the way this goes. The law was passed three months ago. That's when the big news story happened. And unfortunately for the price action, Bitcoin wasn't doing anything when that occurred, so it didn't have a big bullish impact on the price. Now it's launched, and it just isn't as big of a deal as people make it out to be because the news is already here. We already knew it was going to happen. It's just the launch day. So what? What we are going to see happen from El Salvador is long-term price appreciation. That doesn't mean that the short term is going to be incredibly bullish. In fact, it might mean the exact opposite, and I think that's what we're seeing right now. So using all of that as a foundation to move into our technicals, what we're seeing here 
is what is known as a bearish engulfing candlestick pattern on the Bitcoin daily chart. What is that? Well, that is whatever happens whenever you see a red candlestick followed uh, following a green candlestick where the red candlestick is larger than the green candlestick. This bearish engulfing candlestick formation is what is known as a topping out formation. Happens all the time in cryptocurrency markets and a lot of times when it happens, it does signal the top. You can see an example right here back on February the 21st and February the 22nd, we saw a larger red candlestick than the green candlestick that preceded it and it signaled the top. We've seen it happen many times in cryptocurrency markets. And whenever it occurs, it is something that you want to be paying attention to. You can see it happen right here as well between September the 1st and September the 2nd of 2020. Bitcoin right now is potentially, and we're going to talk about whether this is true or not, potentially going to try and enter a short-term correction. That's one of the arguments people are making. I don't agree with that argument, and here's why. If we look down at the four-hourly chart, Bitcoin rallied up to and tested exactly where we thought it would at the 65% level, right around $52,700. Tim and I were both expecting that that's where Bitcoin was going to go. I personally thought we were going to have a little bit more of a correction before we rallied up there. Looks like that might not have been perfectly accurate. I said that we probably pulled back down to around $48,200. We pulled back down to $48,500. It's close. Nevertheless, Bitcoin went through a short-term rally here. And as we talked about, I think on Friday of last week, that Bitcoin was going to rally. It was going to need a correction. Then it was going to continue rallying. What we're seeing right now is Bitcoin rejected off of critical resistance sitting at $42,700 based on the Fibonacci retracement levels. What we're now seeing is that Bitcoin is finding support on the previous resistance zone between 50,600 and 50,700. That zone was constituted by our highs over here on August the 23rd and three highs that we had here on September the 2nd, September the 3rd, and September the 5th. That zone, and I'll go ahead and get rid of Fibonacci so you can see a little bit easier, that zone right here was made up of these two levels of 50,595 or 50,600, just call it that, and about 50,800. Now Bitcoin is coming back down and testing previous resistance as support. And this is what Tim was talking about earlier when he was basically saying, why are we worried about pulling back to 50,800 when that was the previous resistance? So Tim, I want to hear your take on this. Right now, we are turning previous resistance into current support. What does that tell us about what the next week on Bitcoin might look like? So this is all part of what a rally needs to be consistent and healthy. It needs corrections, but it needs that concept of what was formerly resistance. We're now turning to support. Yesterday, I have it right here in the notes, you know, what we talked about yesterday. If you look at those notes, Jeb, it what does the say the resistance is? 53,000. Yep. What does it say where we hit? I think we yep. hit like 527. And what does it say the support was? 50,000. What did we hit? 50,000, I think, two or 300, something like that. Yeah, I can show the notes right here just so you guys can see it. Yeah, it, it was yesterday's notes, right? Yesterday's notes, yep. Yeah, yesterday's notes. Let's look at this. It is It is as it was needed. Like, this This is not... And I think, actually, I even said in those notes, just to be fair, I expected yesterday to be semi, like, to finish out a little bearish. And I think it took longer. We actually had a good rally before, but we ended up this morning. People are like, oh, are we dumping? Well, because we needed a small correction. On the hourly chart, there were a lot of different indicators saying, hey, we kind of need a little bit of a correction. Mm -hmm. But on the four hourly chart and the daily chart, we were seeing bullish signals. I still think that this whole week will look green. I think if when this week wraps up and you're looking at the weekly chart, we will see a green candlestick. Now, will it be massive? I don't know yet. And we're Mm -hmm. talking about at the end of the show. I, I have a feeling this week won't be massive, but one of these coming weeks, we're going to look back and we're going to see a large green candle. Oh, I completely agree. 
I don't know if we're ready for it just yet. I feel yet. like it's probably going to be about two or three weeks from now. Yes. I've just got a gut feeling on that one. But but just so everyone knows, nothing has changed. We say yep. this all the time. Like when people start freaking out, we stop, yep. back up, breathe. Mm-hmm. What has changed? Yep. Nothing. Great different, advice. Different story on Cardano. Now, Cardano went a little lower than I thought it would, but that has to do with a lot of FUD being spread over there. And I do think a large part That's of great. potentially even Bitcoin and Ethereum's correction was it, it not only did it need a correction, we also saw FUD in Cardano that potentially maybe shook people's confidence in crypto in general that maybe caused a little bit of a price yep. action in the others as well. However, Nothing has changed. This is not detrimental to Bitcoin whatsoever. It was all part of what was needed, as we talked about a couple days ago, for a healthy rally. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Bitcoin right now looks very, very healthy. When you are asking the question, why are we crashing? Let me wrap it all up together for you. The reason that we're crashing, first of all, I completely disagree with the context of it being a crash. It's a correction. Um, The reason that Bitcoin is correcting is because this is part of a natural cycle. So the way that I like to explain this, and guys, by the way, smash that like button if you're enjoying today's show. It really helps out our channel, and thank you very much to all of our members who have just joined. We're going to shout you guys out and read those comments here in just a second. The way I like to talk about corrections in cryptocurrencies, I like to use the analogy of a controlled burn. So the Forest Service in America learned several decades ago that the whole uh, Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent forest fires thing was actually taken a little bit too far. And what they learned was that in trying to prevent forest fires from ever occurring, what happened was that the forest built up so much debris and detritus and twigs and dead stuff that was easily flammable that trying to prevent forest fires actually meant that eventually when lightning struck during a drought, the entire forest was a tinderbox because it didn't have what is known now as a controlled burn. That's why landowners, you'll see oftentimes, have uh, about 10 to 15 feet Um, paths through their forests and through their lands. Those are not roads. They're often used as roads, but they're not there for roads. Those are called fire barriers or fire uh, fire blocks. And what what that means is that you'll have the landowner do something called a controlled burn. They'll burn that area of the forest intentionally to clear out all of the dead debris. They might do it every 10 or 15 years or so, depending on how dry the area is. And the reason that they do that and the reason that the Forest Service now does control burns all over the nation is because if you don't allow for a fire to come through every once in a while, eventually there's going to be so much buildup that the forest is going to go up in flames and it's going to be very, very dangerous. So how does this apply to Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies? Well, what we need to see happen on Bitcoin is the same thing that the Forest Service learned that we need to see in the forests. We need to see something called a controlled burn in the forest. We need to see something called a controlled correction in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Instead of just rallying from zero to 100 and not having any pit stops, any stops for gas, what we need to see instead on Bitcoin is we need to see the market have small corrections like this every once in a while so that those bulls who have bought in can into bears for a few days. They can sell their Bitcoin at profit, buy back in on a dip, and then we reset. Markets are cyclical. So we buy in, the market rallies. We have a small correction to kind of lock in those gains and solidify those tops. And then we pull back to our previous resistance, which is now being used as support, which is exactly what we're seeing happen right now on the chart. And then we use that support so that we can rally farther. That's what we're seeing happen on Bitcoin. So when we ask the question, why are we correcting right now? The reason is because Bitcoin needs to correct to have a healthy market so that we don't have a forest fire come through that is uncontrolled and we get something like what we saw in Australia uh, last year or a California every other week. We want to see it be controlled. Mm-hmm. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. So let's read a couple super chats here. Let's do it. We got one from, well, we had well, Tony420 Tokyo Bulls just donated. So thank you so much, man. Uh, newly married. So. 
go, Tony. Go. Tony Case. Oh, he just said his name. Gosh, I think <laughs> this is another track. Mr. Klyuchitz. Klyuchitz? I don't know. There's a CH in there. Thank you, Tony. Uh, Matt Wood said Luna versus Avax, which has the most potential? You know, I haven't looked too much into each either one of them. I know they're both good projects. And by the way, this is something that I'm going to be working on because I am tired of saying I don't know. Like, I am very comfortable with saying I don't know because we embrace integrity and humility here as some of our core values here at MacV Media and the CryptoJeb YouTube channel. I'm tired of saying I don't know on cryptocurrencies. So I'm going to start researching an altcoin every single day and learning more about this because it's my job to be able to answer yeah. these questions and I need to work on that. So I'm going to do that. I think there's a plan. I think Kelly's going to be doing some of that stuff too. Really? So, yeah. <gasps> That'd be so helpful. Aristotle McDonald just wanted to donate. He did, donated $99.99. So thank you, thank Aristotle, you so much, Aristotle McDonald. Appreciate that. Uh, That's a great idea. DSP said, hey, I like your book. Ooh, oh my gosh. DSP oh my said, gosh. hey, Jeb, very interesting. CT2A was wondering if you'd be willing to let us in on your personal trading stats slash winning percentage. So the thing is, DSP, since I worked 65, 70 hours here working on the Crypto Jeb YouTube channel and making content and teaching you guys stuff, I don't trade as much as I used to. Yeah. So you actually wouldn't get a whole lot of interesting information out of that. I can share you what I have, but there's not really much there because I'm much more of an investor at this point. I do technical analysis. I do longer term trades and investments. So you know, you wouldn't really be getting a whole lot out of that. So, yeah, we have people on our team that do a lot more trading. Like I know Greg has definitely made Greg trading a, a whole trading. lot. Uh, I'm I traded off and on at started out very unsuccessful before <laughs> knowing TA that well. You know, but then the more I've grown in TA, then you add in Luxalgo. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I even have plans to up my trading. I was talking to my wife the other day yeah. that I actually have a goal to potentially try to turn profits of upwards of four or $5,000 a month simply through trading. That'd be uh, awesome. So those are goals I'm going to shoot for. So in the future, I'm going to be, I'll let you guys in on what I'm doing there. Yeah. I'm also, you know, we were going to start this week. We have some big things we we're working on this week that I probably will not be able to get to that Lux Algo deal, but I'm not, I have not forgotten about it. I am going to have a video that probably will be posted once a week updating you guys on what it looks like to trade on nothing but Lux Algo signals. Yeah. Uh, so keep Absolutely. an eye out for that. Make sure, to sign up, soon. make sure to sign up for Lux Algo, by the way, guys. It's linked in the description box down below. We have a coupon code called Jeb, J-E-B-B, -B, that you can use at checkout. You yeah. definitely should check into it. It is a fantastic indicator that we use here every day. Yeah. Josh V said, still using MACD and Heikenashi super indicator, question mark. So he's, he's asking, do you still use that? Uh, do, any thoughts on Luxalgo's oscillator and statistics premium indicators? Do I still use MACD Heikenashi super indicator? Josh V is a long-term subscriber because it's been a while since I've talked about that. Well, and I talk about it in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. It's one of the secrets that I keep reserved for my CT2A members. So make sure you sign up for CT2A if you haven't already. What he's talking about is when you use the Heikenashi candlestick chart and when you combine it with the MACD, you get what I used to call a super indicator. And the reason is, is because Heiken Ashi and MACD alone are incredibly powerful signals in their own right. You combine them, you get almost flawless signals. It was my, it was one of my earlier initial attempts at trying to build something like a Lux Algo, which is a lot more complicated and frankly more accurate than just using those two things. But oftentimes you can find multiple indicators being uh, used in tandem 
help to weed out false signals on both of them. And Heikinashi and MACD are two very good examples of that. If you guys want to learn more about that, like I said, that's something I kind of keep close to my chest. There's not much that I reserve for CT2A. In fact, that's one of the only things I reserve for CT2A. But if you would like to learn more about that, make sure to check it out. Any thoughts on Lux Algo's oscillator and statistics premium indicators? They are fantastic indicators and they come alongside Lux Algo. I haven't, or actually they're Lux Oscillator and Lux, uh, uh, Lux Premium, I think it's called. I haven't used them that much, but they are really good. I've looked at them. I like Lux Algo just because it's simpler, but they are good indicators, yeah. Mm. We're going to move these a little quicker. Let's There's a couple good questions here, but we'll still try to go quickly. Smooth Predictable Results just joined as a Jebi Youngling. Let's so go. Welcome Woo! to the group. Make Smooth sure Google. you join the membership. Join program. the membership program. Yeah. Join the membership program. Tim Tim Byrne had a good question. I saw a couple people in chat kind of say, yeah, I love that question. Would love an answer to it. He said, please talk about long-term hodling versus taking profits on the way up and reinvesting all profits minus capital gains taxes during the bear market for the purpose of accumulating more. It's a great question. I'm firmly in the camp of the first part of that question because my career in cryptocurrency has mostly been marked by me buying cryptocurrency and holding it and not touching it. So the vast majority of what I do in crypto at this point is I get crypto, I hold crypto, I don't sell crypto. That That's like most of what I do now. And the reason is because... I don't need to go out and try and make 100x gains because we have a multi-six-figure multi portfolio here in cryptocurrency now. We don't need to try and do that because our portfolio is much more stable. We have other sources of revenue, so we're able to invest for the long term. Now, I understand everyone's not in the same position that we are so blessed to be in. And there is a good reason to look into taking profits on the way up and then buying in on the dips minus your capital gains. I don't like to do that, and the reason is, I, well, I don't think it's a good idea to do that unless you really know what you're doing. And the reason is because you don't know what the top is. You, you don't you don't have any idea. You, you you can help to try and predict it. Technical analysis will give you a clue. It'll give you a pretty good idea. And in fact, you can do a pretty decent job of, of predicting a top. But the problem is, especially when you're in blue sky breakout, which is what we're talking about here, where we're in uncharted territory, where we're in a bull market, and we're rallying into new highs. It's very difficult to call those tops. I talked about this two weeks ago on Cardano. It's very, very hard to figure out where exactly the top on Cardano is because we've never been above $3. What am I supposed to say? The resistance level is at $350? Where am I pulling that number from? The only thing I have is Fibonacci extension. So when we're doing technical analysis on markets, it's very difficult to figure out where the top is. In the real estate market, a lot of people in 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, a lot of people were saying, oh, well, I'm going to wait for the correction. I'm going to wait for the correction in the housing market, and then I'm going to buy in. Guess what? We just went through... The thing that I can't say for the last two years, and the housing market is still exploding. Mm -hmm. What People have been waiting for the top for a decade. So I implore, or they've been waiting for a correction for a decade. I would implore you be very careful about that strategy because unless you are very, very skilled and really know what you're doing, it can get you in hot water. Gotcha. We're moving forward. We got one from Jake Perry saying, thoughts on the creature from Jekyll Island. I love the book. <laughs> I've never read the book, but I really need to. I'm reading a book right now called Atomic Habits by, I think his name is James Clear. Um, never read it, but it's a it's a classic, and I should. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I, there's a chat, and I know we're, we're not going to have that much time after we finish this. Uh, there's a chat from Xavier C. saying, RSI is being reset, bullish divergence everywhere. Xavier, you're hitting it dead on. I talked about this yesterday. If you look at the daily chart on Bitcoin, we see both bullish and bearish RSI divergence happening at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. I actually think this is a complete reset. When we talked about this 
I don't know, like 15 minutes ago, yeah. maybe 10 minutes ago, saying, I don't know if it's going to be this week, but there's going to be a week when we look back, a couple months, we're going to look back and we're going to see one ridiculously freaking huge green candle. Yeah, no, I totally and think And I think that happen. this RSI divergence is leading us into that. I completely agree. Uh, all right, moving on. Last, Actually, this is the last super chat I see here. Yeah. Oh, man. I know <laughs> A-L-E-J, would that J be silent? Is it a lay? Coon? I don't know. Sure. I, I, I'm going to say LA Coon. Awesome channel and vision. Could you guys look into Theta decentralized video streaming? Theta is a good project. I know a little bit about yeah, Theta. We did a little bit of research that a couple months ago. I want to look more into Theta. And like I said, I mean, guys, I'm not joking. I am going to be doing a lot more research on altcoins because, look, we're very transparent with you guys. When yeah. we fail on something, we tell you. Like, yeah, we'll say, hey, we called that, but we'll also, and we try not to do that too often, but, but we'll also say, hey, we dropped the ball on that. And something that I want to improve upon is knowing all coins because just, just so people know too the future of this show will probably remain because it's the most potent and most important information you need it probably will remain a heavy top three occasionally discussing some of the other big coins but it coffee and crypto will probably remain a bitcoin ethereum cardano show with occasional outliers yep. but but what we were going to work on in the future is other videos throughout the day where we discuss altcoins so even in that research don't come to coffee and crypto ready for those yeah continue to watch the channel we do want to offer you every bit of value we can so that you guys can make well-informed not only trades but also uh investments and build your portfolio build your wealth so that you can experience financial freedom so stay with us guys this is all coming but don't don't be upset if you don't see a lot of that here on coffee and crypto yeah absolutely and somebody just mentioned some news that came out back in february theta partner with lionsgate out of hollywood yes that lionsgate the movie that's pretty cool uh, the movie company big deal definitely should look into that with that said we need to talk about cardano because cardano yeah. has gone through a bit of a correction over the last couple of days and a lot of people are even more concerned about Cardano than I think they should be, but there is a good reason to be, so let's go ahead and look at this. Cardano has been in a rising wedge, and it has been in that rising wedge ever since about August the 23rd, which is my birthday. That was the day I turned 21. And in that time period, Bitcoin, uh, excuse me, Cardano has rallied but it slowed down. We talked about how we could see Cardano might go to $3.20, but it probably needs a correction sometime soon. This is what I'm talking about. It's very hard to call an all-time high breakout and where it's going to rally to because, you know, the all-time high previously was $2.45 or whatever. You don't have anything to go off of trying to call the exact top, so we were hesitant to do that. But I did warn you guys, hey, Cardano needs a correction. We saw the first one of those occur back on, 20, on the 23rd to the 26th of August, and now we're seeing it happen again. What we see right now, and Tim pointed this out because I'm seeing it as a, as a rising wedge, but Tim saw this as a uh, ascending triangle pattern. We can actually pull this away, and you'll see it right there. The, the question is which it is. It, it could have been read as yes. either one of them. The, yeah. You could read it as either one. I personally am more in the camp of an ascending triangle, of, of, a, uh, of a rising wedge. Yeah. And the reason for that is because if this was an ascending triangle pattern, then this breakout right here probably would have done better. What I'm seeing right here is that it was an ascending triangle pattern that failed. And because it was a failed ascending triangle pattern breakout, it turned into a rising wedge, which I've seen happen mm -hmm. many times. Whenever you see these two overlapping each other, it's normally because one failed and the other one picked up the slack. So what we saw is an ascending triangle pattern tried to break out on the 1st of September, failed, and so it turned that uh, ascending trading channel ascending triangle pattern, excuse me, into an ascending wedge. Now, the reason that that's important is because any of our CT2A alumni, which you guys should sign up with the link in the description, any of our CT2A alumni out there will know that a ascending triangle pattern is bullish. 
very bullish. And an ascending wedge is bearish, quite bearish. 70% of the time, you're going to break bearish out of an ascending triangle pattern, uh, out of an ascending wedge. And that's exactly what we've seen happen right now. Uh, Cardano uh, pulled back down into the wedge, uh, down into the triangle, and then we broke bearish. We had a bear flag right here in between $2.96 and also an uptrend here between $2.83. And of course, we broke into the downside. What was our price target on that? Well, if we do a simple trend line analysis and extrapolation, our price target was roughly $2.63. We pulled back a little bit below that, and I'll tell you the reason why, or at least the reason that I think that we've done that. That is because we have three distinct levels of support. The top one right here is not really, it doesn't really count too much because it is just the level that we just pulled back to. But I can show you right here, $2.59, where we're sitting right now, was a level of resistance that was set back on the 20th of August. So that is very critical. Then we also see right here is the very simple level of $2.50. $2.50 is a very important level simply because it is a big even. We've talked about this in CT2A many times. Big even levels of support, $1, $2. $5, $10, $15, $25. $25. Those big, nice, even, whole, sexy numbers. Those numbers are important in technical analysis. And then we also have this level down here, which I have drawn from our previous all-time high run on the 16th of May. So we have effectively a zone of support on Cardano in between about $2.46 and where we are right now at $2.59. This is true, to, to be honest with you, one of the last bastions that Cardano has before it would see a major correction down to about $2.25. But here's the thing. I don't think we're going to correct through this. I think we're going to bounce here, and I think we're going to stay above this level. The reason is, is because I think we're going to form a double bottom with our low being as low, but not lower than $2.46. And I think with Alonzo coming out over the next week or so, we're going to see a lot of bullish momentum moving into that. I think the reason that Cardano dropped, and this probably affected the rest of the market, is because of the FUD that came out yesterday with the test net where things weren't working correctly. Newsflash, test nets are not supposed to work correctly. That's why it's called a test net. So yes, there were some issues going on on the test net. Yes, they might not be able to be resolved by, by the time Alonzo launches. But in the same way we talked about earlier with El Salvador, if something launches and it's not absolutely perfect, that's what we should expect from an emerging industry. The internet was created when? A lot of people think it was in the early 90s. The internet was created in 1969. It was called ARPANET. There were three nodes. One of them was in Berkeley, California. It was used for uh, universities to be able to communicate data with each other. The internet took 30 years before it started to become mainstream adopted. Bitcoin is 12 years old and it's being adopted by entire nations. So let's not forget the forest for the trees here, guys. Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, Cardano might have some hiccups. They might not have perfect technology on day one, but no emerging technology is ever expected to do that. What it is expected to do is continue to grow. And if the metric that we're measuring the success of crypto by is its continued growth, then cryptocurrency is wildly successful and something that you should be invested in. So I'm not worried about Bitcoin or Cardano's correction. In fact, I'm very excited for them. And I'm, well, technically I did buy some Bitcoin on the dip because I bought some earlier. I'm not looking to buy the dip here on either one of them. I might buy some Cardano though. I might it, buy some Cardano. So you, you think the bottom might for, buy some Cardano. You think the bottom for Cardano is what number? Probably above 246. Absolute lowest is 225. I don't, I don't think it's that low. I don't. Th I, I actually think the bottom's in. I, th I, I think, think it that, is too. I, I think, think that it when is we too. touched the 253, yeah, that was where we were going. As we said, there's a strong level of support there. That I was agree. one of my notes was that actually we could have when we saw this fall begin, we mm -hmm. could have said, "Hey guys, the level of support we might fall to is that 253." Yeah, we did. Guess what? I fixed my. Yesterday I talked about we had a problem with Luxago. I don't know why. I I fixed it. I'm looking now at my chart and loving the take profit signal. I know. It worked good, doesn't it? His guess, settings were messed up. Guess I, where the take profit on this short was? Right I, at 253. 
Was it? Yeah, that we makes bounced. sense. We yeah. bounced on it. And, and we're, on I know the hourly? we're at 258 right now. Yeah, I'll show that right now. It's on the hourly. But it's on the hourly. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh, look at that signal. It called it right Holy there. Holy crap, look at how good that signal is. Also, you look at everything <laughs> look at that else. Take profit. A couple a couple thoughts. You know, first of all, we had to take profits. That, Can we you know, show that on my chart big. real quick, Smay? Um, we are profit. developing ridiculously massive RSI divergence on the bullish sense. Look at, on look what at the frame? RSI our hourly still. Look at the RSI. It is below the 30. Yeah. And and yet when you scroll back and you look at the things, we we haven't really been below the 30 for a long time mm -hmm. on our on the hourly chart. Uh I mean if you want to go to the the four hourly, there's some bullish divergence on the four hourly, and then on the daily, we see more bullish divergence. Yep. I think the bottom's in. I think this is a great mm -hmm. buying opportunity for a, for a rise. And I don't think just yeah. a small rise. I don't think we're talking a rally back up to 273, 280. I think this is going to spark over the next couple of days our rally back up over $3, potentially even hitting yeah. new all-time highs in yeah. Cardano. No, I, com I completely agree with you. And to be clear, what I was saying is I think the zone of support is between 246 and 257. The level of 253 or wherever exactly we bottomed out right here, 253 is in that. So I mm. think the bottom is in. I think we might see a double bottom down there. I mean, we're not looking. We did have a dead cap bounce down on the hourly chart on Cardano. We pulled back down to 253, bounced 10 cents, and then fell right back over. 15 cents, it fell right back over. So we might see a little bit more bearishness, but I do think the bottom is probably somewhere around 250 to 253. Yeah, I'm I, I agree with I'm that. I'm buying right now. You're buying right now? Yeah, You're buying right now? Somewhere. You're buying yeah. literally right, right now? Right this second, yeah. Right, right this second. second. Right. I'm probably going to buy. We need to talk about that. We need to talk about the company buying some more Cardano. So I think we can, I think but, we'll look into that. By the way, another thing to look at on the uh, four hourly chart, ADA just, or within these this four hour window has uh, red eight on the TD sequential. Ooh, so, uh, that's I, a very good sign. Another sign that <laughs> we are very good sign. I think, any, I think even if you look at the Bollinger Bands, mm -hmm. I think the Bollinger, the Bollinger bands, bands are going to be overextended. We are massively yeah, under, do you say underextended or do you say overextended You're to the overextended downside? You're overextended to the downside. Okay, overextended to the downside. I, I didn't know what to say. You're there. oversold and overbought. Those are the which, two. Which, again, I, when we talked about this yesterday, on the Bollinger Bands, when this happens, the way, so we had a, we had a squeeze. We had where, where the Bollinger Bands got really mm -hmm. close, which means there's a breakout happening. Now, yep. we broke down. Yep. But that is breeding so much volatility. Yep. Cardano, one of yep. the, I mean, Solana probably wins the cake for most of the massive projects, the most volatile project. But Cardano, right behind it, number two. Yep. That's another reason I think we're about to see an explosion over $3, potentially yeah. even hit. And I said this a couple days ago, guys. The mm -hmm. reason I wanted it to come down first is because coming down will create healthy room yep. for it to explode. Yep. I now, having called that, I'm now calling the next couple of days to see a massive rally in Cardano. I completely agree with you. I completely and totally agree with you. By the way, guys, what he's talking about here is called the TD Sequential. It is a candlestick counting algorithm. It counts from one to nine. Once it gets to nine, it typically calls for a reversal. You can learn more about TD Sequential in our video on that over in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy, which is linked down below. Let's read the rest of these super chats to our price predictions. Yeah, we got one from uh, SGV said it looked to me as if everything dumped around 2 a.m. Mountain Time. Yeah, I think I a know. lot of things dumped probably following Cardano FUD that we talked about yesterday. So probably last one I see here from Rick four nine six two said Yard Dog Landscaping Knoxville. Thanks. I guess just a shout out to his uh, shout out to Yard Dog uh, Landscaping. Uh, yeah, I mean, technically I did pay for the ad placement. He paid for the ad placement. Paid for the ad placement. We thank you very much for that sponsor. Well, the the show is sponsored by Yard Dog Landscaping in Knoxville. I used to live in Knoxville. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, everyone, please search Alex Becker YouTube. I have watched Alex Becker for the last four years. I don't watch him anymore. I'll leave it at that. But 
he uh, he's got some interesting content over there. Definitely an interesting channel. Anyway, guys, let's go ahead and go over our price predictions. Yeah, do you guys I, have your numbers? I no, I do I not. I can go first if you, you want. You have to go first then. I will go first. The... I will go first because I'm the odd man out who didn't I prepare. Have mine. So let's see. First things first on Bitcoin. We're seeing a bigger correction. And this is actually a bit of an update because we're falling through that zone of support that we talked about, which is interesting. Before we go into our price predictions, we need to address this because I know you guys are interested in this. Bitcoin is falling through this zone of support. We talked about about a week ago how Bitcoin probably needed to go down and test this uptrend of support around forty eight thousand eight hundred dollars. Now, at the time, it was around forty uh, forty thousand forty eight thousand two hundred dollars. That looks like what we're going to do now. If Bitcoin doesn't manage to hold a short-term uptrend here on the four-hourly chart, which sits right there, then we're probably going to pull all the way back down to 48,600. Why is this occurring? Unless some news story broke in literally the last 10 minutes that I'm not aware of, Bitcoin just needs a correction, guys. I wouldn't be worried about Uh, it. I really wouldn't. I'm not worried until it gets below the 40. I mean, you said 48.6. I was thinking 48.8. 48.8. Until it drops below 48.8, I'm not. Yeah, until it drops. If it drops below 48.8, then it's like, okay, we need to start really looking for support. But right now, I'm not concerned about it. We're back at exactly $50,000. So anyway, my price prediction for the end of this week, I'll pull this a little bit out of a hat here. Let's see. The last day of this week is the 10th. So the 10th is right here. I think that Bitcoin, I think that Bitcoin is going to be at $53,300. Okay. Ethereum. I think that Ethereum is going to be at Hmm. Hmm. Doing this on the fly, looking at all my indicators. I think that Ethereum is going to be at $3,730. Whoa. That's what I think. 730. 3730 Okay. Cardano? Cardano. I think that Cardano is going to be at 287 All right. Yeah. Boom. Boom. So what you got? All right. Uh, right. We'll Mine are 49900 for Bitcoin. 49000 How many? 49900 Get your car today for $49,900. All right. Uh, Three thousand six hundred and ninety-nine cents on Ethereum. Six hundred and ninety-nine. Yeah. All right. Six hundred ninety-nine cents. No, not six hundred ninety-nine dollars. Six hundred and then ninety-nine cents. Okay, I will. That's a big difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. And then uh, eighty-eight is two dollars and fifty-three cents, and then the decimal is zero. Zero zero. Two. Hmm. Fifty-three. You think it's gonna stay down there? That's interesting. All right. Well, this is really interesting. Jeb, you were stupid close to my prediction on Bitcoin because I said 53000 even. So you are 300 above me. Ha! I yes. love my middle ground on this. With Smay's 49900 and you're 53300 I got a nice window right there, probably sitting somewhere between 50000 51000 and 53000 Love that window. Uh, I I do think there's a potential. The reason I didn't only went that high is because I was like, I think it could go higher, but I think yeah. it's. I'm like, I'm waiting for next week. I what think is that massive 000? pump is next. Yours yeah. is fifty three. You're only three hundred higher than me. Yeah, you're probably right on that one. Actually, Crap. on Ethereum, I am very probably glad to be the anyway. high. I think I'm seeing some massive movements in Ethereum as well. Uh, so I'm very glad to be the highest because you know Jeb, you're at thirty seven thirty. He's at thirty six. 100 pretty much even give or take one i think it's going to be hitting 
500 pushing closer to all-time high by the end of this week. I okay. had I had this I and that's why I almost might be wrong about Bitcoin because I think that Bitcoin potentially will have a my, nice rally as well. Yeah. So you might have me there. I do like my number. Uh, and if I win Bitcoin, I'll lose Ethereum or vice versa. I'm okay with that. Yeah. The one that I and I said this beforehand, so you guys knew, uh, Jeb, you 287, good rally. I don't think that's enough. I have Cardano at 320. I think the pump of metals, I think what we're seeing happening right now with this massive RSI divergence, bullish RSI divergence, and the community behind Cardano, this is a great buying opportunity. People are going to be eating this up. Great. I bet you Greg at this moment is purchasing like another like a thousand. He probably is. I think Cardano at the end of this week is going to have a great week. Uh, After having a week and a half of kind of meh movement, they're going to have a great week. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So I think you were on to something, Tim. Well, guys, that's all we got for you. We do have to read a couple super chats. We do. Let's do that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we got one from Elias saying, everyone, please search. Oh, no, he's got, you said that. All right. My bad. We have one more. Crypto for Life said, do you think that the new release BTTC, so that's Bitcoin Cash, right? What's no. BTTC? BTTC is, uh, it's over on the Tron network. I'm, okay. Well, he said on Tron will affect the short-term price of BitTorrent. I'm not familiar with that news, so it's hard for me to answer that yeah. one. But I do appreciate the donation. Guys, that's all we got for you today. If you guys are interested in following us on social media, which you absolutely should, you can find us over on Instagram and Twitter at CryptoJeb. And also make sure that you join the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. We've taught over 5,000 students the art of technical analysis so that they can become profitable traders and investors in cryptocurrency. Tim is one of those alumni. So make sure you sign up for CT2A. The link is in the description box down below. And also make sure to sign up for LuxAlgo. It's one of the best indicators I've ever used. You can get 20% off with coupon code Jeb, J-E-B-B, at checkout. Guys, that's all that we got for you today. Before I go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching. As always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace.